Hello, everyone. This is uh, Bob Morris with uh, this edition of the Tidbits podcast here at uh, bobstidbits.substack.com. It is Saturday, June 25th. We're continuing our series of the uh, Tidbits podcasts about the decisions that await uh, the NFL teams uh, in 2023. Last week, we talked about the uh, AFC West teams, and this week we'll switch over to the NFC and start with the NFC West, which, uh, of course, Led off by the Rams, who uh, won the Super Bowl this past season. Uh, two of the other teams, the Arizona Cardinals and the San Francisco 49ers, they made the playoffs. The Niners faced the Rams in the NFC Championship game and the Seattle Seahawks. Of course, they lost uh, Russell Wilson uh, for part of the season and missed the playoffs for the this year. So we'll get to the Seahawks in a few, just a little bit, but we'll kind of start with the Rams first taking a look at uh, their situation uh, going into 2023. Among the uh, NFC West teams, the Rams are the only team that doesn't have a lot of cap space projected for 2023. That, of course, is without knowing where the base cap will actually be set and knowing what cap carryover they've got. But as I've uh, written about in Substack before, the Rams are a team that just won the Super Bowl. They're trying to win another Super Bowl, so the moves they made are understandable. All they need to do is, if they win the Super Bowl, they can certainly try to keep everybody together and see if they can get uh, get a three-peat, which, of course, that has not been done in uh, NFL before, as a three-peat as in winning three Super Bowls in a row. But uh, if they don't win the Super Bowl, it's going to really just depend on uh, how their playoff run goes. I mean, if they go one and done, they're probably going to need to step away and reassess a little bit. If they, let's just say they make it to the title game and then come up short, they could probably look at maybe doing a move to try to add one more player other than keeping one of their own to see if that uh, puts them over the top and back into the Super Bowl again. As far as their uh, pending free agents, Rob Havenstein is the likely one they're going to have to make a decision about. Uh, he's the right tackle. And uh, I looked at their free their other free agents uh, for 2023. They don't have a lot other than Havenstein that they need to uh, necessarily think about retaining. Didn't really have a lot of players that they would have to cut unless they just have a terrible season in 2022, and then they need to just think about uh, moving on from some players. And uh, but I don't think necessarily it's going to happen to the Rams. But you know, stranger things have happened. Uh, some people might ask, do you think they should trade their 2024 draft pick for a player? I would say that at this point, uh, you know, this season. I don't know if I would necessarily uh, trade the 2024 first-round pick for a player if they're trying to get to the Super Bowl, though if it looks like they they think they've got another shot at a Super Bowl this year and they think there's a player that's worth trading, say, their second-round pick in 2023, I'm sure they'll do it. But, uh, again, just all depends on uh, how the season unfolds as far as uh, what happens there. But, anyway, the Rams are really the only team that has to – be thinking about uh, the cap situation next year and how to best handle it. And that all depends on what happens in 2022. As far as the rest of the NFC West, uh, touching upon the Arizona Cardinals, 
Uh, they're likely to have a lot of cap space for 2023, but they have a lot of aging players whose contracts are expiring. They're the type of team that's uh, essentially loaded up uh, their roster with, with a fair amount of veteran talent while they had Kyler Murray on his uh, first-round uh, draft pick contract. Now, of course, Kyler Murray is nearing the point that he will need to be extended. I don't know if an extension happens this year, but next season, especially if the Cardinals do make the playoffs again next season, they're going to have to figure out what he's worth in a contract extension and get that done. And then they have to figure out the best approach to take in building the team around him. They are probably not going to be in a position to sign a lot of older players to free agent deals if they go after other free agents. They need to get players in the prime of their careers. They will, uh, you know, they will definitely need to think about uh, hanging on to uh, their draft capital as much as they can. I don't think this is a team that should be trading away a lot of draft capital for a, for a player. Uh, I mean, of course, they already traded away their first-round pick this year for Marquise Brown. That was understandable because this year's draft was not really as deep in terms of talent. Next year's draft class is supposed to be a little bit better, so it probably does make sense for them to hang on to their draft capital for 2023 and then start finding players that uh, they can uh, use to uh, build a, a younger roster around Kyler Murray. And then, of course, there's Marquise Brown, the other player they'll need to think about uh, for an extension after they uh, traded him. They can probably uh, move forward with just not necessarily sending in this year, but see how he plays this year. And then after that, they can think about an extension. San Francisco 49ers, they're going to have a, a fair amount of cap space as well. And again, just remains to be seen how the actual final numbers come out uh, since it doesn't include any cap carryover. But they're going to have three decisions they've got to make. Uh, first is they got to decide whether or not it's worth keeping Debo Samuel. Uh, you could probably try the franchise tag for him in 2023, though it's going to be... I don't know where that's going to fall. Well, that's going to be uh, for 2023. I can't say with certainty because of the uh, the market's been pushed upward because of all the uh, contracts that were signed uh, this past offseason. So let's see if they uh, decide to go the franchise tag route or if they uh, are able to get a deal done. Nick Bolsa, uh, he'll be approaching the point when he'll need to be extended. This is uh, this is his fourth year in the in the NFL, so I know they already picked up his fifth year option. So next year, they're gonna have to at that point make a decision about extending him, and he's probably gonna be the uh, the next uh, pass rusher that resets the market, especially if he comes off as a strong season in twenty twenty two. And then Mike McGlinchey is the uh, other player they need to decide about. They gate, they picked up his fifth-year option. He's playing under that this season. He'll be a free agent next year, and they have to figure out whether or not uh, it's worth keeping him. So those three decisions the Niners have to make could uh, take up a fair amount of their cap space. And I don't know if they'll necessarily be in a position to uh, add uh, free agents they, they might try to do that because uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's contract comes off the books next season, and Trey Lance, it'll be year three of his uh, rookie deal. 
So I imagine they probably will try to take advantage of the the low-cost rookie deal while they can. So I won't rule out the Niners uh, making a big free agent signing in 2023. It's just a question of if they will be in a position to do it uh, when they're trying to address uh, the extensions for the three players I mentioned. And then the Seattle Seahawks, of course, they traded Russell Wilson, and they got basically one year of Drew Locke on his uh, rookie contract. And then, I don't know, if if somehow uh, Locke uh, comes through this season, then they can always just uh, put the franchise tag on him if they want. Uh, If he doesn't come through, well, then it's they're definitely going to be in a rebuild year. So even though they're going to have a lot of uh, cap space, it's – a year when, uh, with a rebuild coming in, you got a new regime likely coming in too, and who knows how that uh, regime uh, would approach things, assuming that is what happens. We hope, again, stranger things have happened, so you never know. The Seahawks could get to the playoffs in 2022, and if they do, of course, they're not going to approach uh, 2023 as a rebuild. Regardless of which way they go, their main uh, question they've got to ask about is DK Metcalf. And I think, uh, you know, Metcalf, he's a receiver that could potentially get up into that uh, top-of-the-market uh, group uh, for wide receivers. Uh, probably looking at a contract similar to A.J. Brown. I don't know if he gets to the uh, the uh, level that uh, Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams reach. You know, those are both players who got their third contracts of their careers and have established themselves as among the best of the best of those receivers in the NFL. So I don't know if I put Metcalf up there just yet. But again, it, as they say, it only takes one team to, uh, to to go all in on a player like him. So again, the Seahawks, the main thing they've got to look at is what happens in 2022. And that tells them whether or not they're going to have to uh, rebuild or whether they think they can reload. Just from my perspective, I tend to suspect this is going to be a, a year that tells them, yeah, they need to rebuild, and that means a new regime would be on the way. And uh, what that means from there, you're you might very well see them just uh, accumulate cap space, uh, not uh, do a lot in free agency, and try to build through the drafts. So, but anyway, that's the NFC West. Uh, this is a shorter podcast uh, this week. Again, I'm going to try to do these as uh, one division at a time, but maybe in the coming weeks we'll be able to do this uh, uh, looking at uh, two divisions. We'll see uh, how that goes from there. So, again, you can always uh, find uh, Bob's Tidbits and the podcast here at bobstidbits.substack.com. I hope everyone is uh, enjoying themselves and having a good week, and we will all see you next time.